think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I would say absolutely he is an elite quarterback. Tom Brady has my vote for the greatest to ever lay some up. Tom Brady, greatest of all time. She got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. I'm supposed to be a franchise, but we in here talking about practice. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Ladies and gentlemen, to all end of regulation followers, welcome back to episode 24. We want to start this episode with giving our thoughts and prayers to all the survivors, families, and troops. Tomorrow, or today I should say, when we release this podcast, it will be September 11th, 2018. So make sure to keep that in the back of your mind. But for now, we'll roll on, power through, give you kind of a rundown of this week's sports and entertainment make sure to check us out on social media twitch it at end of reg the gram at end of regulation and facebook at end of regulation sports and entertainment we'll keep you constantly posted and in the loop let's go over tonight's agenda week one of the nfl has come to a close <clears throat> we'll do some shout outs rookie updates injuries and our week two picks we'll run over briefly some ncaa football Go over the BMW Championship and the Tour Championship. Throw out a little banner for you, ladies and gentlemen. And then wrap it up with buzzer beaters. So let's just roll right into it. Week 1 of the NFL has come to a close. As of tonight, as we're recording, uh, both games will have come to an end. So let's take a look back at Week 1. Tom, why don't you take it away? Week 1 is just about in the books now. Obviously, we're recording Monday night, and there's two games on the night. Matthew Stafford just threw a pick six, and the New what? York Jets are up 31-17. to 17. How long Mother was Darnold's TD pass? Him. He just threw the longest pass of his career, which was also a touchdown to Robbie Anderson. It's like 40, 42, something like that. 42? Is that what you said, Tom, uh, here? Yeah, something like that. That's it, was, it was, yeah, it I think was, it was a nice 42. ball. Darnold looks yeah. good tonight. Uh, but one quarterback that does not look good that I want to just hop right on is Nathan Peterman. And Brent, I know you had a couple things to say there. Yeah, um, this dude originally started out at Tennessee when he was back in school before he ended up at Pitt. So I just want to – I have, I could talk all day about fucking Nathan Peterman, but I'm not going to. Anyways, right off the bat, I don't know what Sean McDermott is doing. He already tried to start this guy once last year. It was fucking abysmal. Well, you know, if they draft Josh Allen – they send Peterman out there after, you know, maybe he impresses some people in training camp. And what does he do? He starts 5 for 18, three sacks, two interceptions, and then he's pulled and replaced by Josh Allen. You literally could not be a worse starting quarterback in the NFL than Nathan Peterman has thus far for the Bills. And like I said, if Sean McDermott would just go back and look, you know, at some game film early on in his career, go back to the 2013 Florida-Tennessee game, literally look exactly like he looks right now. I don't know how this dude's in the NFL. His career what? stats, 29 of 67 with two touchdowns and seven interceptions. Like, this that's, dude is... That's in, like, three quarters of wah, play. Wah. Yeah. I, I mean, special ed guy starting quarterback in the NFL. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but he just can't perform. Good on him. Good on him. <laughs> he sets the bar at an all-time low for quarterbacks, right? Like, he makes Johnny Manziel look like a capable NFL what? quarterback. Dude, he, he makes, makes Johnny Manziel look like Tom Brady, bro. Like, look like a 
<laughs> yeah. He makes this guy. Me I mean, he's like setting he's setting an all new he's setting a new bar for like how you know what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. Apparently, Do you think and I can't believe Sean McDermott is still as a job uh, at this point. Exactly. That's my next question: Is does Nathan Peterman ever play another down of NFL football? He shouldn't. Right. That is that's no the way. answer to the question. He should not. But what will he? No, I mean, if, <laughs> maybe if if Josh Allen breaks both his arms and his legs, and then this year, okay, yeah, I don't if even it know happens, who it the has next, to be this season. But after who this, the next guy on the depth be, chart is? Yeah, he but never no, be on the team. I mean, he he will never see the field again. I think his time is up. And McDermott was like, you know, I'm going to go back and look at the film and see if some of those might have been good throws. Uh, Mr. McDermott, with all due respect, I'm going to save you the time. None of those throws were good throws. Even his touchdown passes weren't good throws. He completed like twenty six percent of his passes, dude. Like that's insane. But on the flip side of that, I'll let one of you two guys talk about an absolute fucking stud, Alvin Kamara. Tom, go ahead, buddy. I can't believe Shakes is letting us I take know. this. First, I'd like to just yeah. say thank you. Um, obviously, if you guys didn't know, Shakes likes Tennessee, and we're hopping from one Tennessee alum to another here. That's, and that's Alvin not Kamara. by design, by the way. Uh, but no, if I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the Saints are going to do when Alvin, or excuse me, when Ingram gets back, because Alvin Kamara can do it all. He had more receptions and receiving yards than I think he did rushing yards. Um, he had three total touchdowns on the day, um, a total of 141 yards, and it's just like the guy just 17 touches. He can just find the end zone. He's just got a nose for the end zone. Um, He's the and, shiftiest little dude that's ever been. It it just it worries me a little bit because he still is a little undersized and like he he could just get popped one day, but he's so goddamn fast that nobody can touch him. I mean that was always my worry when he, the few times that Butch Jones was smart enough to give him the ball in school, um, but but he doesn't get popped. I mean he's just that elusive. Um, I was sort of wondering like they the announcers spent the whole fucking game and sort of the big storyline coming into the to the season has been. You know, not wanting to, if you're Sean Payton, trying to keep yourself from overusing Kamara in these first four games. Um, and, like, that was a big talking point throughout the game as he was shining. You know, like, every touch he had was, was he was trying to do something special with the football. But, they again, he only ended up with 17 touches, so I'm still trying to sort of wrap my head around that. You would think, like, to me, overuse means he's touching the ball 30 times. Like, a, a good day of, of sort of being the bell cow, both catching and receiving, would have been 22 to 25. So I feel like he was sort of underutilized, but, you yeah. know, they were moving down the field pretty – like, both teams were just going back and forth. So well, dude, that's the thing. The it, was, it was a shootout. And no fucking Michael Thomas had 16 receptions for 180 yards. He that's looked absurd. like a beast, yeah. too. He had 16 one of the touches. Incredible stiff arm for a first down. And, like, it, the the Saints are back to the Saints of old where they're just like, fuck it, who needs defense when we can score? And it, um, this week it, it bit him in the ass. Before I let uh, Harry talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick keeping within this game, uh, I saw mm-hmm. some stat the other day where the Saints are literally 0-2 in their last four seasons in a row. This could be the fifth season if they lose their second game. They would start the season 0-2 for the fifth time in a row. That's an interesting stat. So this had to be the game of the week, right? Saints and Absolutely. Buccaneers. That, and quite frankly, quite frankly, no one saw this coming as the game of the week. Um, but Shakes, to, to counter your point real quick about them going 0-2 for five seasons in a row, they do play the Cleveland Browns next week, So, <laughs> and that is at home. So, they're gonna go, uh, you know, it looks like oh, things are going to be 
they're gonna go one and one and and, and you know life's gonna be okay in new orleans for a little bit at least um but dude they have some they have some glaring issues and and of all people ryan fitzpatrick just completely uh opened up all those glaring issues and, and had himself a day uh 417 yards four touchdowns plus a rushing t- uh score on a 12 yard run I, you know just when you think this guy is coming in to be a backup you know something's happened Jameis winston gets a suspension and, and Fitzmagic just pulls out all the stops and, and, and just airs it out, man. Mike Evans had a sick game. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, who also some people thought was, you know, over the hill and, and, and kind of losing some of his stuff. And he definitely is to an extent, but he, he showed up. He played unbelievable. Uh, I'll pull up his stats Fitzpatrick right here. But 35 years man, old. Man, Fitzpatrick, yeah, 35 years old. How old is Deshaun Jackson? He's probably 32, yeah, 33. 31, 33. Which is like, which yeah, is like 50 and which is like 50 years old for wide receivers. But Deshaun Jackson had five receptions, 146 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he's, his average, you know, um, has always been huge. He's a game-breaking type wide receiver. Almost every Deshaun Jackson catch is a big play. Um, I'm with yeah. you. I cannot, I literally cannot believe uh, what I was seeing from Ryan Fitzpatrick. That was, that was my favorite game of the day for sure. Uh, 21 of 28, like super efficient. Obviously, that's 75%, like you said, for 417 yards. So that's like yep. Swiss cheese. Uh, man, if Sean Payton, the, the Saints have so much going for them on offense, it's insane. They just have to be able to put a defense on the field. Uh, otherwise, it's only going to get worse. You know, they have the Falcons and the Panthers as well in that division. Yeah, things are looking a little, you know, a little bleak right now for the Saints. If if they can't figure that out, you know, they're gonna get they're gonna get rolled. I mean, they can you can put up as many points as you want, but if you can't stop the Buccaneers with a Ryan Fitzpatrick led team, like who can you stop? I don't even know at this point if I mean, obviously there's a lot to be seen, but if Ryan Fitzpatrick does this for another two or three games, I just keep Winston oh, on the bench until keep him in until yeah, something happens. For sure. Till, I mean, yeah. they looked they looked great. hundred percent. I yeah. But um, yeah. on the Flip side of the Saints, talking about some good defense here. Khalil Mack, goddamn. Um, John Gruden had to have gotten zero sleep last night uh, after after <laughs> after seeing Khalil Mack play um, possibly the dumbest trade in the world, which everyone already knew. Um, but uh, but after seeing his performance last night, let's see. He had a Mack had a sack, a strip sack fumble recovery and a pick six he's the only player to ever do this in a game and he's done it twice thus far in his career last night was one of them um looked like a beast for the bears obviously they have a ton going for them um you know in their front seven including their linebacker specifically their linebacking core including rokon smith who we'll, we'll speak about a little later um yeah they just they looked great defensively i know things ended up uh <laughs> Aaron Rodgers pulled out the magic wand as he as he usually does in those games versus the Bears, but uh, they look great for a long time, keeping it twenty zero well into the third. And and Mac was definitely the centerpiece of that effort. Yeah, I uh, just real quick here, I got the game on, and I'd like to take this opportunity to bring some breaking news. Uh, I think Matt Matthew Stafford just broke his collarbone. No dead ass. <laughs> oh, no. Shit snapped no, in no, half. No. It is breaking news. Uh, so yeah, heard it here first. Um, by the time this drops, it will probably be heard you around the league. Heard it here first, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. But we should, we like should throw it up on the gram right he's now. He's not moving. He, he, he looks in some serious pain. Um, so yeah, <laughs> sorry for that little break in podcast. Um, but one, well, there you go, Harry. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm already. I was already triggered before we even started recording tonight about about this guy. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh. He's oh he's he's 
you know, throwing fifty percent right now. <laughs> one down. touchdown, three picks, a, a pick six. He's got a broken collarbone. The guy's made of glass. But oh wait, they're paying him twenty seven million dollars this year. So don't worry, guys. Everything's good in Detroit. Yeah, at least he can afford the surgery. He's not made. He's not made yeah. of glass. He's one of the sturdiest <laughs> quarterbacks, and he's since he's been drafted in the league. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's yeah, well, okay. He, he now he's made a glass. Walk. He just walked off. He looks okay. Time will tell. No, that was that was awesome, Tom. That was a great moment. Great moment. Let's keep it rolling with some rookies. Uh, one guy I wanted to hit on real quick was uh, James Conner, and this is everything that the Steelers needed this year. This guy went for nearly two hundred yards, two scores, and he was just a powerhouse all weekend or all weekend all Sunday, uh, and you know he he basically kept. Big Ben afloat, like, you know, Big Ben would drop back and get fucking sacked. Big Ben looked awful, by the way. But back to Connor. Like, this guy's just a beast, and now he's putting the pressure on Le'Veon Bell. The Steelers are like, okay, like, see, we, we don't fucking need you. Sign the damn contract or just sit out and keep losing money. Like, Le'Veon Bell lost eight hundred and fifty grand last Sunday. Like, it was nothing. And now it's like... I think he was just holding out to be like, yeah, see, you guys need me. But it's like, no, we don't need you. Our quarterback just sucks. Well, well, yeah, I mean, in fairness, they did just tie the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. So <laughs> to, he does, he does to, have some leverage. To, to you know, no lack of well, running back productivity, though. Right. Yeah, I know. But, like, it's easy for the Browns to go, okay, well, they got James Conner, and he's a pretty decent back, but, you know, we're going to focus all of our attention on Juju Smith-Schuster and, and A.B., Antonio True. Brown. So that could have been a part of it. You know, I, th- I still think the, the Steelers need Le'Veon uh, in a, in a, for a lot of different reasons, but they're not going to pay the guy, you know, for a multi-year contract. So I think Le'Veon should go get paid, where he, you know, somewhere else. Well, I think that's a perfect opportunity to – just go ahead and hit on rookie wa- our rookie watch list. Um, we've kind of put together an update of the most anticipated rookies for this year's draft. Uh, obviously, you guys have seen some of them in action in preseason, um, but now that week one is rolled out uh, and they've got their game shoes on, uh, we want to kind of cover each one one by one. So, Harry, you want to do the honors for uh, Saquon? Yeah, Saquats. Uh Pretty decent first game. Um, you know, the, the Giants took an L, but it's still a pretty good team. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, good defense um, all around from, you know, linebackers to the, to the D-end. Clyde Campbell's a beast. Um, but, no, he, he played pretty well. He had the one big run, 68-yard um, touchdown run. You know, so he looked good, man. He He's going to take a lot of pressure off of Eli and a lot of pressure off of Odell and, and the receiving core. So, you know, the more comfortable he gets, the more that he plays, the, the the more the game slows down. So I'm, you know, game one for Saquon. You know, I'll give him like a if I was grade him, I'd probably give him somewhere like a B plus range. You know, maybe A minus, but because it wasn't he didn't have a ton of yards, ten carries, ninety four yards, but it had a touchdown, had the long run. That run was incredible. Um, yeah, man, I'm. It was a good run. You, you know, broke out of a tackle. I thought he was gonna get kind of pushed out of bounds, but he, <laughs> he tiptoed on the sideline and, and took it to the house. So, on a um, side I'm, note. Yeah. Do you have uh, Do you have any worry about Eli's productivity and what he's going to be capable no, of this no, season? No, the only the only worry that I have, and I've said this like uh, you know probably ten fifteen times now, is, is that offensive line. Uh, Eric yeah. Flowers could not could not stop Clyde Campbell off the edge. Granted, he's one of the best defensive ends in the league and has been for a while. 
he just couldn't stop him, and and that's you know our, one of our first round picks. The guy's been pretty much a bust. You know, it's pretty easy to call it that at this point. So that's really the the issue. I, I think Eli's fine. Everyone between the coach and the players say that he looks great and that he's you know pre- you know preparing more. You know, he prepares as good as anybody in the game, and so I, I don't think that's the problem. Well, um. I'm gonna hit on some guy. I was I was watching the focus on the Dolphins Titans game. Obviously, while while they were playing, um, fun fact: it turned out to be the longest fucking game in NFL history, uh, <laughs> which is which is just I I can't stress enough how much of a Tennessee fan thing it is to sit around through two rain delays, watch the longest game in NFL history, and then watch your team lose to fucking Ryan Tannehill, whom I can I hate so damn much. But Mika Fitzpatrick, uh, defensive back for the Dolphins. Looks like an absolute stud on the field. He was, uh, you know, 11th overall pick this year out of Alabama. Um, early on in the game, he didn't start, but he was pretty much in on the second drive and then, you know, was making enough plays from that point forward that he didn't sort of didn't come off the field. Um, he had a huge stop at the goal line on a fourth down play early on in the game uh, on Corey Davis, you know, the Titans' first first round wideout from two years ago. Um, so sort of established himself early on was super physical in the run game and then he started sort of playing all over the field was playing a little nickel playing some safety and then lined up at corner on a couple like split sets um and just looked like an absolute study i think he ended up with six tackles and was just talked about the entire game so you know when you talk about using a first round pick you can't ask for anything more than than you know sort of being all over the field and making your presence known in the first very first game of your career uh, so I think the Dolphins got a good one in Mika Fitzpatrick. Sucks that it was my team they were playing against. Uh, but, yeah, he's a stud. Yeah. Uh, remember when I told you that Ryan Tannehill was going to go off and lay that pipe? Did he go off? What were his final stats? Uh, I think he had a – I, don't think I know he, he had off. like a 75-yard touchdown pass to uh, yeah, Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills. And he started yeah. out like 11 he, he for was, 15, I think. Wow, that's so Hold sad. Hold on. I, I got that it right defense. here. Ken Hill finished 20 for 28 with 230 yards, two picks, and two, two touchdowns. Yeah, so two picks. Picks don't look so good. Uh, but, you know, I'll, I'm not really going to take this game too much into account just because of, like you mentioned, the, the weather delays and all that. Like, that's week one, you're all geared up, and then you sit for – almost five hours like yeah it was it was horrible I, for a while i thought they were just going to call it like midway through the third quarter uh but one game that needs to be called right now is this fucking monday night game sam sam darnold is Fair here enough. and he's here to stay he is currently 14 of 18 175 yards and two touchdowns and on his very first pass as pro he scrambled out of the pocket threw like across his body and threw a pick six. Uh, fun fact, another guy who threw a pick on his first ever pass, Brett Favre. He turned out pretty good. Um, <laughs> and as of right now, the Jets' defense is the story of the night. It's 38-17. to 17. Uh, So not looking too good for the boys in blue. They but, also uh, just, uh, the Jets, I mean, just housed a punt return, like 75 yards. Yeah, it's, the, it's the special the, teams. Uh, Andre Roberts, Andre Roberts, so, yeah, uh, wow, I mean, kudos, good to come, coming to York, play. But I mean, I I don't think that, or I, I think they're definitely overshining Darnold tonight. But so far, he looks good. Oh, they just picked it off again. This is hard to watch, boys. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is hard to watch right now. Wait, who, the, I mean his first his first rookie career touchdown was a forty one yard toss to Robbie Anderson. So not bad. Obviously, it's not going so well right now, but uh, oh, it's going I mean, great right now. I'm excited to see. Him. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to see Pretty Boy Sam Darnold hook him. Yeah, I mean, I was I was really excited about him early on. Uh, like we talked about a few episodes ago, as far as guys that sort of had a chance to start as rookies um he was always going to be the one and, and man he looks he looks really good early so pretty awesome yeah and matt stafford looks really bad like really bad for well, you know who doesn't look bad uh we talked about him a little bit earlier roquan smith uh the linebacker from georgia who um you know held out for a long time uh but finally signed his contract and now he gets to be paired up in the same linebacking core as Khalil Mack um he just looked like an absolute beast uh his length his speed side to side incredible um they may not you know give it give it 10 games but we might be seeing one of the best linebacking cores of our lifetime uh on this Bears team this year yeah and I got I'll I'll add just quickly to that I mean Roquanser came in uh after someone reminded me the linebacker who got injured last night uh, Danny Trevathan. Yeah. Uh, so that's why Roquan came in. And so he got the sack on his first play. It was very – you got to give the assist to Khalil Mack on it. Uh, he kind of disrupted the entire pocket, and then Roquan came in and, and got the sack on Deshaun Kaiser. Um, but I do want to say, man, they've also got Leonard Floyd in there. Leonard Floyd was at Georgia, I think, two or three yeah, years, two ago. years ago. Very solid – two years ago, very solid linebacker. So they got Smith, Leonard Floyd, Danny Trevathan, and then Cleo Mack plays that edge rusher. So he kind of floats – you know he's he's going for the quarterback, probably yeah, eight I mean, times Leonard out of ten. Floyd, Floyd but man, is that, that's four and two hundred fifty pounds. He was he was the ninth overall pick in the two thousand sixteen draft. So they've got yeah. two first two first round Georgia products uh, from the last two years, plus Khalil Mack, uh, which is pretty insane. Plus Trevathan, who was another who was another top. What is he? He was yeah, a number he two was pick. The number two pick. Uh, out of Buffalo. Yeah. Out of Buffalo. So yeah, I totally agree, man. Bears look. Stout so on three and, top ten picks you know, linebacker for the Bears. Yeah, that's pretty solid stuff. So, well, uh, our uh, our next segment uh, is going to be based around injuries. They come around every season. Unfortunately, there were a few that came in Week One. Going to talk about how they may affect your fantasy football team. Um, so, right off the bat, we can just start off with Greg Olson. Whoever wants to take it, you go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I guess reports are showing that <laughs> Greg Olson has re-injured uh, a surgical repaired foot um, that he had, uh, so he is going to be out for an extended time. I'm not 100% sure if they've released a time frame on when he'll be back, um, but obviously that's a major blow for the Panthers' defense, or sorry, offense. Um, do you guys have any update on no as of timeline when he'll as be of back? today it was pretty much just extended period, you know, like uh, the stepped on I think he stepped on another player's foot pretty early in the game um and felt something pop um and not you know 
just not sure what it was. But like you said, it was it was the same foot that he hurt last season, so he's pretty worried about it. And then also um, stud tight ends. Um, so tight, you know, backup tight end is going to be a pretty hot little commodity this week on your fantasy boards. Delaney Walker went down as well. Uh, pretty gruesome injury. I was watching that fucking game, and then it was just one of those, like, it was one of those instances where he, like, went down, and the announcers were like, oh, I think he, like, twisted his ankle, and they, like, zoomed in on it, and then it was like, no, it's disgustingly broken, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's it a was so, fracture. It was, yeah, it was so nasty, dude. And, and the camera, like, Thanks for that. yeah, they got, like, right up close to it. And so he dis- dislocated and broke his ankle. He's out for the out for the season. Fucking sucks for me um, as a Titans fan. Not only he went down, um, Mariota. I'll just take half these. Mariota was out uh, for like <laughs> half, half the freaking game uh, with his elbow. So he's like day to day. Taylor Lewan got um, on the play that Mariota hurt his elbow. He like threw a pick. Taylor Lewan, you know, who's like the meanest, baddest, highest paid left tackle in the league got absolutely blown up on like a blindside block and uh got, got concussed so the titans were just looking like some soft fucking charmin out there yesterday um not a good look early on mike vrabel supposed to be some big like toughness guy and like literally our three best players are all dead so <laughs> down well, go the titans speak, <laughs> speaking of concussions uh luke keekley also left the game yesterday for the panthers um however it's a knee injury this time, which I'm, I'm happy it's not a concussion because I'm pretty sure he has, like, one more concussion left in him, and he has to hang it up forever. So, like, I'm honestly glad that he's, like, dealing with this day-to-day leg injury. I'm, I haven't really looked too much into it, but uh, I hope to see him back soon. Just, you know, very glad he that he's, he's not seeing stars yet. Oh, dude, I guarantee you he's seeing stars, <laughs> he's but, you know, him. he just oh, doesn't yeah, tell anyone. <laughs> oh, poor guy <laughs> Harry you want to take the last one here yeah uh, <laughs> uh, what am I looking at player or, or you want me to talk about Chantrell Henderson <laughs> yeah who the yeah, fuck too. is that guy <laughs> yeah so Chantrell Henderson who went to Miami the U uh, um, okay that's why he's uh, broke his ankle I think yeah. uh, and he's out for the season so <laughs> I think Who's that a hit to? It's a hit to the, you know, Deshaun Watson productivity, probably uh, Lamar Miller as well. So fantasy-wise, not great. Um, I don't really know what their, you know, their O-line depth is, but, you know, always sucks losing your starting right tackle. So tough news. Uh, he didn't look great, so this certainly doesn't help. Well, I, uh, I tell you who did look great is – Mr. Discount Double Check. Uh, I know that you guys wanted to touch upon the Packers' comeback briefly, so I'll let you guys roll with that. Uh, yeah, I would just first off, I'd like to first thank Aaron Rodgers. Um, last night, I took the Bears plus seven, and then I saw him getting wheeled back onto the field after uh, his leg injury. And when I saw him coming back, I hopped on my book and I took Green Bay plus eight fifty. Um, and both bets hit, so yeah, I'm sharp as fuck right now. Uh, but in a probably a pretty unpopular opinion, I think Aaron Rodgers gets a little too much credit. Uh, granted, you know, I I do not disagree that he is the top two quarterback in the league, him and Brady. I think that's pretty well understood. But you can't tell me that that ten yard in route to Randall Cobb 
was the most miraculous Aaron Rodgers play ever. It was a complete breakdown from a tired defense. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers is this like, big Hail Mary prayer quarterback. Like, you can't tell me that Aaron Rodgers just chucking it in the air into the end zone is good. Like, I just don't see yeah. it. It's luck. It's luck. Well, You're taking one of the most no, okay. asinine, ignorant New England takes that yeah. I've ever heard in my life. Go ahead, Harry. I agree. That, that's such a – yeah, I agree. You're telling me that – Dude, that his, Randall, his pass to Geronimo Allison was, was that, sick. That was, that was a job well done, looking off the safety. Yeah, that was – kudos to him. You know what, Tom? Aaron Rodgers is like Tom Brady if Tom Brady didn't make out with his fucking son. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Aaron Rodgers would be like Tom Brady <laughs> if he had five Super Bowls. I can't even rings. say that shit without laughing. That's how fucked up Tom Brady is. He, he would be like Brady if he had five <laughs> rings, but he doesn't. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that'll that work. Kiss the rings. I don't need to say anything more. Tell, I mean, well, I just... I, No. Tom yeah. was just telling us about He this. was so drugged up. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I know the one. He's like he's like <laughs> what do I he's like what do I do with my hands? <laughs> you just put them down by your side, sir. <laughs> I'll definitely do that. He's like, yeah, like, we just, everyone just did a good job today, you know? We all, they caught the balls, and I threw the balls, and everyone did so good today. Meats, smoked meats. It's a li- meats. Yeah, yeah, meats. Well, um, not to stay on it too long, but to counter Tom's point, uh, Aaron Rodgers is a fucking phenomenal quarterback. I will agree, Tom, that uh, there was a complete breakdown defensively on the Bears. Um, also... Um, Randall Cobb did his usual Randall Cobb, sh- Rob Cobb shit and got to the end zone. Um, but, you know, just leading up to that and the overall momentum of the game and plus what Aaron Rodgers brings to your team on literally every fucking play that that is snapped um, is, is pretty insane. And to just see him, like, methodically, like, with that shit-eating grin, like, knowing he was about to destroy the hearts of every bear on the field and every bear in the stands and then just slay, like, whatever piece of ass he felt like slaying happens to be Dan. Danica Patrick right now um, was just fun to watch and they went from down 20 to 0 he comes back in with like 13 minutes left to go in the third quarter and you know the game ends 24-23 and it's like everyone saw it coming the entire time including every bear so go go Rodgers I got a, I got a question for you guys Olivia Munn Danica Patrick Olivia Munn every damn day and it's not even close okay I was just making sure somebody asked me that today yeah somebody's drunk whoever that somebody is <laughs> all right well uh week two picks coming at you we've got our segment uh as per t- tradition well week two of tradition i should say of beating the bookie so thomas i'll let you start us off here uh i guess we can just roll if we're talking packers we might as well stay on them uh they're heading back to Sheesh. lambo this week to host the minnesota vikings uh, right now, the line came out with Packers as a one-point favorite, and I, I hope it stays that way because come like Friday, Saturday, I'm going to hammer the Vikings. Um, I think 
especially with the this knee injury, nobody really knows the extent of it. Uh, but uh, the Vikings' defense is just a whole different animal uh, than what the Packers saw last week with uh, Chicago. And I know they're playing at Lambeau or whatever. It's it's early in the season. The weather's not going to be an issue. Uh, and Kirk Cousins is the real deal. Kirk was slinging it all over the field next last week, and I think it's going to continue this week uh, as well against uh, less than stellar Packers secondary. So I'm rolling Vikings minus one. Well, there is another um... – Speaking of great divisional matchups this week, uh, you got the Texans at the Titans. Um, I fucking hate the Titans in this game. I'm going to hate the Titans in nearly every game uh, this season, mm. but especially um, you know with the Delaney, injured Delaney Walker, injured uh, Marcus Mariota. You know he had like numbness in his elbows um, or elbow that is, and then like I said, um, Taylor Lewan sort of the presence on the team also going down just absolutely does not um, help their cause whatsoever. So I'm going to say fade Tennessee. That should be this week. All right, I'll get the... uh, Fade the Titans. Yeah. Fade the Titans. Um, The one that I got that I've been looking at, um, you know, since this week just ended pretty much, uh, has been the Pittsburgh Steelers and Kansas City Chiefs game. Uh, Right now... They've got the Chiefs at plus five and a half, and this is in Pittsburgh, by the way. Uh, and the over unders at fifty three. That's really the one I was looking at when I was looking at this game. Um, I think both these teams are going to kind of pour it on each other points wise. So I'm going to go with an over under pick of over fifty three in the Chiefs Steelers game as my pick of the week. I like that. Uh, if we're going to ride over unders. Uh, the Patriots are heading down to Jacksonville this week to play the Jaguars, and I like the under 44 here. Uh, as I'm sure you saw last week, the Jags really kind of struggled to get the ball moving against the Giants, uh, and Leonard Fournette left early with a hamstring issue. And as good as the Patriots looked in the first half against the Texans, uh, they had a lot of second-half struggles and really failed to get anything moving in the second half. Obviously, the Jacksonville defense is a lot stingier than Houston, even when Houston's healthy. Uh, And with Edelman still out, uh, a lot of question marks in the Jacksonville offense. I I like under 44 in this game. I think it's going to be a really grinded-out game uh, with probably New England covering. I'm I'm saying like 24-13, 24-13 New England, under 44, lock it up. Lock it up. I, speaking of which, I also, if you just want to make money on both ends, I think the uh, over-under on the Texans-Titans game was 45-and-a-half. I would hammer that under as well. So fade the Titans and take the under. Yeah, and uh, I guess well, for, just to just to round it out this week, uh new betting strategy I'm going to employ this week and for the rest of the season is to just hammer whoever is playing the Buffalo Bills this week, it happens to be the Los Angeles Chargers. They're at 7.5. I expect that to probably move to probably 9.5 or 10 by Sunday. Uh, it doesn't matter. Still take it. The Lock Buffalo it Bills, are, they're just an abomination. Lock it in early, no doubt. Just an absolute abomination. Uh, they should be demoted to the CFL 
until their head coach Agreed. is fired. Let's, we need to start working on like a pre- Premier League ship type thing. You know? Get some rotation. Get some people yeah, dude, uh, I, promoted and demoted and get this thing shuffling and buffling. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it if the organization was Ooh. just sold. Let's let, let's let Bama, let's let Bama play the Bills. Do you think they would? Do you think <laughs> yeah. they would beat them? <laughs> of course not. I would like. I would wish that I had Stephen A. in me so that this podcast would go extremely popular. I should argue dumbass points like that, but no, the Bills would, you know, annihilate the Tide. I, I would. I would go as far to say though that Tua, and I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. Is a better quarterback than Nathan Peterman? Without a doubt. I mean, I would argue that that maybe is you that a, are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I might be. I've, I've been. I've been. You know, I've been hitting the gym, getting that arm ready. He don't call you barrel chest for nothing. <laughs> right, barrel man. chest slash cannon arm Grimes. <laughs> cannon arm. Well, for the sake of time, do you guys want to cover anything briefly uh, now that we've wrapped up the NFL uh, in terms of college football? Uh, yeah, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Herm Edwards. Uh, the guy took over at Arizona State this last year and is off to a blazing start. With week one, they had a ass-beating victory over UTSA. Um, and then this weekend, I'm sure you all missed it because the game started at fucking 10.45 p.m., but they took down Michigan State on a game-winning field goal. Um, and now they are now two and zero in the Pac-12. Uh, a couple, you know, quick wins and one huge win over a Michigan State team that was looked at as a favorite to win the Big Ten. And we actually discussed uh, last episode as a Big Ten favorite. So, uh, I mean, there's, they still are a Big Ten favorite. Uh, you know, that's it's a non-conference game. I love um, they they are a good team. And this was, I as a matter of fact, it's weird as shit that we were both up for this, but for some reason I was up for this also. Um, Herm Edwards looks like, like I would play for that dude. Like his pregame shit is like it's pretty inspiring. He looks like a pretty fun guy on the practice field from like the clips they showed. Like in the tunnel, they're like all getting ready and like hooting and hollering. He's like, "Leave it on the field, leave it on the field," and just like yelling at him. Like, yeah, all right, maybe. Herm. Like it's fucking seventy years old, just getting out there. Like he's ready to strap up and like go play. And um. I think uh, you know maybe we're we're speaking a little bit early, but it's ex- it's it's exciting to get excited uh, to see Herm Edwards and Arizona State two and zero with a quality win. You know, no telling sort of what they can do. They have not the most difficult little Pac twelve slate, um, so you know, good for Herm, great guy, good win. Also, I was um, I will say the game of the weekend, of course, was if you weren't watching Clemson um, at Texas A and M. Just an amazing game, sort of the first marquee game for uh, what's his face uh, in in his new role as the tech, uh, Texas A M head coach, uh, Jimbo. Uh, Fisher, Jimbo, Jimbo, you know, came from Florida State this year. Who Florida State looks awful, and he upgraded and would have would have been quite the turn of events for you know him to leave Florida State where he sort of couldn't get over the hump versus Clemson and then go to Texas A&M and beat him in his first game versus them or whatever um but you know it was a close game all along Clemson cl- sort of clearly the better team on the away field um they drove the field they were down eight I think and drove the field um with like three minutes to go they being Texas A&M and made it 28-26 um, did not convert on the two-point play, and then got the ball back, uh, did everything they needed to do. I think forced Clemson three and out, got the ball back, and, you know, had had a minute and some change to to sort of drive the field and, 
and win on their home home turf uh, in front of the famous 12th man. Uh, couldn't get it done, but still, you know, game of the season definitely so far. And, uh, man, it's just good to have college back-to-back days of uh, football, you know, Saturday and Sunday. So Very nice. Well, I think we can just go ahead and roll straight into Actually, uh, a little golf. Shout-out, uh, last thing, shout-out Kentucky ended a 31-consecutive-year losing streak to Florida. They went into the swamp and beat Florida. Um, so, ugly loss for Dan Mullen in his first season. Go Wildcats. Fuck the Gators. Can't stress that enough. Fuck them. Well, why don't you go ahead and stay on the mic and talk to us a little about the BMW Championship. Word. Uh, Harry, did you happen to watch any of this today? Uh, I caught the, the very end. I caught like, the last three holes, um, or Tiger's last three holes, and then and then I think justin rose's last couple holes uh absolute you know excuse me for lack of a better word but absolute shit show kind of come down the stretch there yeah uh people were all over the place there was a lot of shuffling up and down the board Uh, i was surprised 20 was the number that got it done 20 under is where uh keegan bradley and justin rose went into the playoff um for a good while it looked like definitely 18 or 19 was going to be the number and of course tiger was in it but he had he had a bogey i think on the 13th or 14th Missed a pretty makeable birdie on the 15th and as well on the 17th and sort of took himself out of it. But um, he was, I mean, he's right there, you know, and he'll be there again next week. We got the Ryder Cup coming up, which, of course, he was named a captain's pick at. But to stay on the BMW championship thing for a second, congrats, Keegan. Uh, I think it's, I'm not sure he's won this year. And if I'm not correct, you know, it's been a while. Um I was going to say, he's been, he's been MIA I'm all not year you, as far as, as, soon, I, as, far as I've The moment I got the notification on my phone that it's like Keegan Bradley and Justin Rose headed to a playoff, I texted my dad and was like, Keegan Bradley does not lose playoffs. Like, he's the most gritty, <laughs> really? like, just shout out Tom, New England dude. Like, he, he will not lose. You know, his first, his only major championship, uh, he won the PGA, I believe, also in a playoff. And it was his first, I think, professional win or tour win. Um, so it, there's really no stage too big for him. I knew that uh, the way he was grinding, he always like gets this like cockeyed look when he's like reading his putts when he's in the hunt late. Like he's just willing the ball in the hole. So good for Keegan. Um, great, great from everyone. I mean, like uh, Rory, Ricky, um, Tony Finau, like all those guys were up there. Was, uh, Shaw, Shawley yeah, was right Shoffley. there. Yeah, so it was, it was uh, a great, Tommy, great Tommy leaderboard. Fleetwood. Yeah, incredible leaderboard. Yeah. Leaderboard, which uh, um, and I. No, go ahead. Yeah, and I was going to say, I think the, I, I think the the one headline that caught my eye that that's a, incredible and that I'd never really thought I'd see was uh, Jordan Spieth uh, finish outside the top thirty, which kicked him out of the uh, champ- the Tour Championship or what do you want to call yeah. it, uh, FedEx Cup. Yeah, he doesn't qualify for the, for tour the first time in his career. Yeah, he's been in, on tour since yeah. 2013. This is his first time not qualifying. His first time in his career, yeah. right? Yeah, he just seems like yeah. he hasn't that's given wild. a fuck all year. Like, he's 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 played in very few tournaments. Like one of the things he's only played in fourteen tournaments, including this past weekend, which is you know fewest on tour, I believe. Yeah, that uh, hurt for, him for guys that qualified. Yeah, definitely. Um, and of course, you know, and you need those signature wins. He didn't he didn't have quite as many this year. That and that's a huge bummer. I feel because I I feel like anybody who watches golf is unanimously always cheering for speed. Well, to like uh, people of all backgrounds are always kind of cheering for him. So to see him kind of 
fail is kind of a bummer. He had a run in front of him. Uh, he, I think he shot three over today, and all he needed to do really was shoot even par or better, and he would have finished in the top 30 um, in the FedEx Cup standings, which would have, you know, top 30 going to the Tour Championship, uh, which speaking of, I think it was, uh, yeah, Xander Shoffley who came back from behind and won it last year, uh, the Tour Championship, that is. Uh, Spieth has won. You know, he's not in it this year, but um, – all of these guys gunning for this win. It, usually pretty much everyone is in it at this point, the way the, the points work. Um, maybe some of the guys, 28th, 29th, 30th, don't have a great chance to win the whole thing. But these guys are playing for $10 million at this point uh, when they lift the FedEx Cup. So they will be gunning for it. Uh, last last you know postseason regular PGA Tour event of the year uh, leading into the Ryder Cup coming up, which last thing we say about golf is that uh, – Congrats to Tony Finau, uh, sort of the American phenom. This is going to be his first Ryder Cup appearance for the American team. Uh, he was just announced as Jim Furyk's fourth and final captain's pick uh, to go along with uh, Tiger, Phil, and Bryson DeChambeau, who has had uh, two tournament wins here in the playoffs thus far. Um, pretty stacked team. Everyone's excited for Tiger to be back. Phil is playing good golf. We also have their shit coming up later, their one-on-one match. So we got a good little fall ahead, but... Definitely watch the Tour Championship this week and look out for Tiger and the boys at the Ryder Cup. <clears throat> Support the USA. Very nice, very nice. Well, I think this is the perfect time to kind of slow things down, roll into some banner and then some buzzer beaters. So right off the bat, I got something that I thought was <clears throat> pretty appealing to uh, to all four of us. Got me thinking a little bit. Uh, would you rather... And uh, what that would be is, would you rather live in the wilderness far from civilization or live on the streets of a city as a homeless person? Absolutely the wilderness. Don't, don't. Wilderness. Dumb yeah. questions, bro. So, I, no, I would so rather here's live the thing. on I, the streets. Initially, that was my, my, that's my first thought. But in, in, in all honesty, how long do you give yourself in the wilderness before you die forever no fucking bear grills over here get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah this this isn't like you're fully stacked with it with a a camping backpack you're like bear grills you got a knife and that's about it well if you're i mean if you're asking me if all right you can't say hey would you rather me drop you out of a van next to the 7-eleven or in the middle of a fucking canyon i'm gonna say next to the 7-eleven bro but yeah, if you're exactly. saying like, hey, I'm talking with about ample surplus, pockets empty, with, then of course I want to be dropped in the city. Then that doesn't really apply. I don't want to have to hike 30 miles back to my next mill when I could just be choose the city. No, but, you already, you already that's, said that's wilderness. Given you're am- out there, bro. <laughs> given ample supplies, <laughs> you're out rather, there naked. And I'd rather fucking in the sit it in the, the woods. Fucking woods. You're, you're I all totally idiots. agree, but I'm saying empty pocket. Would you rather have to be dropped into the wilderness or into a city? into the city? Easy answer. I'm going. I'm going wilderness. Still, I don't give a shit. I hate. I would hate to be a homeless person and sit in the streets. Then <laughs> you're just gonna have to walk back to town you, for your meal. No, you can, dude. I'll hunt for that shit. It's <laughs> <Okay>. Easy. Harrison <laughs> Hunter Gatherer <laughs> well, Grimes. Here, here's a here's a little bit of a tougher one. Would you rather give up social media forever or never be able to watch a movie or television show again? Uh, that's that's even easier. I'm, social media. I'm done with social media as is right now. No, no, Brent, you would not give up Twitter. I don't see it happening. I Am like I, TV more. I, I don't, dude, I don't exactly know who's listening right now, 
But I logged onto my Facebook today, and I, I sort of noticed the only people that are still posting are like single moms that have children or like military single moms and gardener or military people. Yeah, exactly. Or like parents. And it's just like I'm looking at it and I'm realizing like none of my friends are fucking on Facebook. And I feel like the only other real social media I have is Instagram and I could probably deal without that. Now I I fucking I I couldn't do away with T V. I watch way too much of it and it just it just wouldn't happen. Alright. Well, simple. Easy and done. Uh, I did want to highlight, because I heard it in a comedy skit and then actually did some research to see if it was real. There's a place in Bangladesh, India, just to tune you people into how horrible... Like, this is the most horrifying thing I've ever heard in my life. In the last thousand years, over 300,000 people have been killed by tigers. So, I'm not 100% sure what the shit is going on. Uh, but they're taking out about 50 to 60 people a year, just like walking to school, walking to work, uh, or wherever they're walking to. Uh, and a tiger's diet only consists of about 3% of human meats. So uh, not not really sure how to deal with this or if there are any efforts that we could help with, but it seems like they've got a serious fucking problem going on. It sounds like they need some guns. Yeah, that's what I thought. There was, <laughs> a, there was legitimately a story of one tiger taking out three men out of five on a rowboat and drag them back to shore. You know what so. they actually do? Uh, there's, like, real stories of towns, the, the local city governments or whatever, uh, going around and giving the villagers masks that fit on the back of their head so that when the tiger is creeping up on them from behind, it looks like the person is looking at them and it, like, eliminates tiger attacks. Like, tigers are little bitches and they only, they only want to get you from behind. <laughs> little bitches, yeah. little bitch ass. <laughs> Dude, they also in this town. In this town, I was reading. This is like some Jurassic Park shit. They put in the surrounding perimeter goats on chains, as like basically. Like oh, it's bait. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. I'm like, hey, if you can't uh, kill the tiger. Hey, quick man. thought. Maybe if you stop hanging livestock oh, no, around no, your fucking no, village, tiger. you would get attacked. <laughs> I feed you. <laughs> yeah, dude, those tigers are coming to town looking for more fucking goats because yeah. the goddamn humans are putting humans them there. And they're yeah. like, when? That's <laughs> terrible. That's actually yeah. terrible. You got meat on you? Let's yeah, go. Yeah, it's like summon it. sharks. They, they just want more. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually <laughs> what they do on Martha's you know Vineyard in Nantucket is like they go to the north or the south shore of the island and like they'll just dump like tons and tons of chum. That way all the sharks go to the south parts of the island and then like the northern parts oh, are like, good. you know, swimmable and... Yeah, whatever I mean, the people, on the, the people still, on the southern still part attracts, don't matter. It still attracts more sharks. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, let me guess, the, the rich people live on the <laughs> yeah, northern side. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> Classic. I've never been, but I'm discussing. Hey, uh, quick quick uh, banner piece before we roll into buzzer beaters. Did any of you guys happen to catch the music video and or song I Love It by Kanye West and Little Pump? No. So... I know that we have a few Kanye supporters here. I'm a fucking fan, but I think this guy has just fallen off the fucking deep end. Yeah, chill out. You need to go. You need to go check out this video first, buddy. I just gotta. I'm just gonna say it first. Go check it out. Super bizarre. Nothing special to it. Uh, I don't know what he's doing collaborating with Little Pump. The guy's a fucking punk. So, uh, 
just go check it out and, and let us know what your thoughts are. It, it is kind of mind-numbing, uh, just to warn you. So, with that being said, a couple buzzer beaters. Tom, I'll let you kick us off. Uh, yeah, so if you guys didn't know, I'm soon to be a millionaire. And uh, <laughs> that's due to my uh, prolific science background. And NASA is offering $1 million to anybody that can come up with a, a reasonable deduction on how to convert CO2 into sugar, which is uh, a step forward in sustaining life on Mars. So I'm going to dedicate all efforts in the next like four months into figuring this out. And I'm going to, I don't know, I guess I'll see you boys on Mars. I got plenty of sugar. As a science, for those who don't know how chemistry works, CO2 is carbon dioxide. Yeah, sorry. For our simpletons out there. Quick question though. How does, how does turning CO2 into sugar allow for us to create sustainable life on Mars? Uh, because here on Earth, the air is mostly nitrogen and oxygen. On Mars, it's almost exclusively carbon dioxide. Nice. And so if you can harness that and turn it into nice. energy, then science bitches. You know, you can wow. Learn. Wow, dude, what a podcast. You don't you don't learn something like that every day. Yeah, Any, you're welcome. Sports, science, entertainment. I mean Jesus. We got it all. Harry? Harry. All right, mine's uh, back to sports. Uh, enough of the science, Tom. Uh, I caught a few highlights this weekend. No, I'm really pulling for you. Good. Let me know how it goes. Um, <laughs> I was watching the uh, some highlights this weekend of college football, and I kind of one duo or tandem, whatever you want to call them, caught my eye, and that is uh, Kyler Murray, who we've talked about before. He's a dual sport athlete drafted to the MLB, but plays at Oklahoma, and more importantly, his top wide receiver, C.D. Lamb who is an absolute human highlight reel. Uh, literally every single game, I mean, there's been two games so far, but both games, the guy's been had, you know, sports center top 10 catches, if you want to call it that. Um, so that's kind of the duo that are gonna, I'm going to be watching, you know, most of this season. Uh, I won't, like, really check in with, with Oklahoma games, but I'm sure there's going to be plenty more highlights come from those two. Just wanted to give him a quick shout-out. Thought it was pretty cool. Um, definitely go take a look at some of the catches that this guy has made so far. It's it's outrageous. Um so I just want to give him a shout-out today. Um, I'll go. Mine would be that uh, good news, everybody. Dennis is back. Um, they did not keep him from us uh, for, for very long. Uh, with about you know three minutes left to go in episode one, Dennis Reynolds made his return, and I think they pretty much set it up for him to be back the whole season. Um, hopefully everyone hopes that's the case. We'll find out this Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. So tune in to It's we Always only, Sunny. We only pray. Yes. All right. Well, I will wrap us up here uh, with both a tribute and a uh, song to roll us out to. Uh, as you all very well know, given the fact that it's all over social media uh, and all walks of life, uh, recently Mac Miller OD'd, uh, unfortunately, and he was, to me... He was my fucking idol. I love the dude. The guy bangs, lived an exceptionally awesome lifestyle. Uh, He put out some pretty spectacular albums like Kids, uh, Blue Slide Park, watching movies, and most recently Swimming, um, which I actually copped two tickets to his upcoming concert, uh, which is a huge bummer because he is an extraordinary uh, performer live. 
Um, some say a visionary in terms of indie hip-hop. Um, so one of his kind of oldest <laughs> classics that we all jammed out to growing up. Nike on my feet. We'll play you guys out too. We hope you enjoyed. Peace. Later, boys. Peace. Yeah. And the Nikes on my feet keep my cipher complete. Like, 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 Bye.